Hey y'all, this is Liam. And it's Jen. And we're so glad you've joined us for an episode of the limited podcast series, Unlimited Time Magic with Jen and Liam. A place where we have honest, raw, unhinged, usually sober conversations about Disney, travel, and just life. Now, I know you're a little spooked, you're a little scared, but don't be afraid to follow us on Instagram at at Unlimited Time Magic. And you know what would really help? Go ahead and give us a rating on the Apple Podcast app if you like what you hear. If you don't like it, don't worry. You've got a busy life. No reason to take the time. But if you love it, go ahead and go on there. Give us a rating. It helps us a lot. Now sit down, buckle your seatbelts, put your arms up and relax. Oh, and y'all, if you've been ever afraid that the magic is like dead inside, remember that the magic's you. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Another opening, another show. Welcome! We have a second episode. Hi, Jim. Hey, Liam. I uh, I wanted to talk about what I learned from my first episode. Okay, because Jen is just so inexperienced in life and really is just a, is a student. She's a student. And once I've done something once, I consider myself <laughs> ready to teach others. Hey, Jen, tell and me tell I, me what I, you've learned. I'm what very I learned interested. is. Mm-hmm. It's really good stuff. Number one, I'm a yeller. She's loud. She's a belter. So loud. Like the very first. So he sends me over the edited version or whatever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so great. Love it. Love it. Love it. So awesome. Why am I so friggin' loud? Like what in the world? And I know this about myself, but what I'm, what I'm, I've got to learn to put on my podcasting voice. Those of you watching on YouTube, I've got the microphone, like as far away from me as I can get it. I don't want to go to Terry Gross on NPR with everyone. I feel like that would be a little bit too Imagine much. Imagine us on NPR. Yeah, I feel that that would feel a little too, um, I don't know, inauthentic and I don't want to go there, but I've learned how to tone it down, Liam. So we'll see if it lasts because I get enthusiastic and then I yell. That's what happens. I'm writing it down on April 27th. She <laughs> is going to tone it down. Wait, how was your week? What do you got? What's My going on? Week, um, I think, did we talk about last week that I'm, it's announced that I'm reopening Everest. So that's fun and exciting and fresh. So come see me at Expedition Everest. On Instagram, he said, <laughs> we're reopening the mountain. And my first thought was only God can reopen a mountain, Liam. Spending a whole year there at the mountain. Uh, that's my thing now. That's my cool kid thing. I'm saying like, oh, going to the mountain. And they're like, that, that, are, are you going to the mountain today? No, I'm off. So not Yeti. <laughs> so <laughs> not going to get old. Now have a downloaded GIF of the Yeti actually moving. So when people are like, how are you, Liam? I just send that. See, I don't think the Yeti is actually broken. I think the Yeti is just tired of people. She's tired. Their- Betty the Yeti is very tired. The initial Yeti movement was only three movements, four movements, but because of the strobe lights, it made it look like she was like thrashing around. Did you ever see the, like the actual- I was the first kid to ever ride Yeti. That was the scariest thing I've ever experienced in my life, which- uh, Wait, you were the first kid? Probably not. Like some Imagineers kid probably snuck on that ride before I did. But But yeah. You were like the official first kid? I have a pin. I just, I had a YouTube video today talking about it, but yeah, I have a pin that said, I survived the mountain. Quick promo, shout out to Liam's, Liam's YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. We'll put um, it in the show notes. We hit 2000 streams um, and it's really only, we're like not even at a week. So yep. I really came, I did my check-in with my therapist nice. and we had a really lovely moment of like, 
I created this phrase like while I was journaling of like basically creating from a place of gratitude. That was a really interesting like phrase for the week for me because Jen and I, every single time we talked about the show, we talked about what we wanted to do. There wasn't an overwhelming feeling, but there was definitely a moment of like, oh, we're not alone now. Like they, these like Zooms and these texts aren't just like us now. Other people are excited and pumped for the show and we're so grateful. Um, and we're really excited to see where it's gonna go because we genuinely don't know where this show is gonna head. Um, so I just kind of had that moment of like creating from a place of gratitude. And I thought it was an interesting kind of like lead in for this week's episode, but how are you? How was your week? You well, said she had all, a story. Let me, let me touch on that because that's huge. Like the gratitude piece of things, you know, they've done all those studies that people who keep gratitude journals are like actually less depressed than people who don't. And, um, little spoiler, we hope to have an actual therapist come on the show at some point. We haven't nailed down any details. I have the person that is wanting to do it. We just have to make it work. But um, whenever we talk about in terms of like depression or, or whatever, there's differences between just like having the blues and having clinical depression and all of that. We're not even going to try to define all that. So it's not that we're saying, <laughs> if you have clinical depression and you can't function, just keep a gratitude journal and everything will listen be to our show. That's my favorite. I, was like, I feel like we should put a disclaimer on everything. I was like, we are not mental health professionals, but we are people who certainly have Yes. So whenever I talk about it, I just know that I mean, like it will alleviate some of the symptoms of depression if you practice gratitude. And this is a scientifically proven situation. It's been true in my own life over and over again. So how is my week? Okay. So you know how I had two dogs last week? Yeah. I now have four. So they're not, the two are guests. (laughs) So here's what happened. Um, we opened a dog Airbnb. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I work with a rescue organization with Great Pyrenees. I have for a while. I've been walking the dogs. Sometimes I'm emergency transport because I work or I live really close to the in between the place where the vet is, where we take the dogs, and where the place is where we lodge the dogs. So there's these two dogs, Lenny and Sadie. They're absolutely adorable. They are still up for adoption and they're five-year-old pure husky mixes. Do we have a place to like, we can post a photo when I talk about things? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So there's going to be a photo. That's just on YouTube. Either. You'll see the dogs. Uh, Sadie needed to have something called TPLO surgery. It's really common with great peers. Well, Lenny and Sadie are spawned they, They're from the same litter, a brother and sister, five years old, that if they're away from each other for five minutes, they lose their minds. And they couldn't keep Lenny with Sadie post-surgery. They just didn't have the facilities for it. So everyone was losing their minds trying to figure out because Sadie was inconsolable. And they were actually worried about her physically because she would not stop crying. So um, Scott and I go to transport Lenny to see her for a visit so that hopefully she'll calm down. And on the way we start talking and he's like, okay, obviously we don't want four dogs permanently, but maybe we could foster them during her recovery so that they can be together. We'll set it up in the basement. We have a finished basement with a walkout. Um, TPLO surgery is a big deal. Like you have to be very careful with her. She's on all these medicines. So it's very high maintenance, but that's what happened yesterday. And it was one of those things where we made the decision in like 35 seconds. And then all of a sudden there's these two huge dogs in our car. One of whom has just had major surgery. I looked at Scott. 
I said, well, that escalated quickly. Sometimes in life, a situation is presented to you and you don't, there's no options. You know, like, it's like, you're going to be the person. Do you want to be the person? Maybe not. Nonetheless, you know, you're the person and you have to do this thing. And so we're, it's an honor. Wow. Whole. And meanwhile, I'm taking care of a Yeti who does not want to move. Y'all last week, we talked all about like where the magic started for us, where we think it's heading moments that keep us uh, fresh and alive and invigorated. Um, but we want to talk this week all about how everything I feel like even Disney has taught us as, as a, you know, as a consumer market that we have to plan every single detail down, down to the minutia. And welcome to the episode of No Reservations, No Problem. Things around the property that Jen and I do when, let's be honest, you might not be able to get a reservation. (laughs) Well, and you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Liam. This is why I was so excited for this episode, because with all the focus on Genie Plus, park reservations, all the things, I think we have all lost focus, myself included. I said this for a long time. <laughs> that if you want to ride rides, go to Cedar Point, go to Universal, go to like Disney has never really been that hasn't really ever been in their strong suit. I'm just gonna be honest. Like we've we we have had so many great rides, especially in recent years, but really it's about the experience and it's right. about the immersion and it's about um, the music and the smells and all of those other details. And I don't know how to break it to y'all, but none of those things are available on Genie Plus. And it doesn't matter how far in advance you made or did not make your reservations. Those things are equally accessible to all. And so we wanted to focus on those things that if you showed up last minute, you were maybe able to get a park reservation, maybe even not. And, and you know, let's say in this scenario, somebody gave you four nights at a hotel on Disney property, um, but, it w- but you didn't have any of the other things. Can't get Genie Plus, can't get Lightning Lane, maybe can't even get a park reservation. Could you still have a fabulous time? And we would like to argue, what, Liam? That you can, and in fact, that you can put down your phone because sadly the system is built to be on your phone, not the entire day, but pretty much the entire day. And when that's already kind of a challenge, especially for families with a myriad of different ages, but in our normal lives, I mean, I can tell you if it's a 45 minute line, I'm going to be on my, uh, on my phone for at least 30 minutes of it. So like now that Disney has kind of capitalized on that kind of thought process of be on your phone and grab the next lightning lane. And I am arguing, I think both of us agree on this, that you can put down your phone and the wiggle room, the space in between of little to no planning is where a bulk of the magic is. Like, yeah. So, so when you are a musical theater major, as Liam is, and you have a degree in musical theater, so what is one of the major concepts that they teach you? Where does the magic happen? Is it the notes or is it between the notes that the magic actually between happens? Between the moments. Between it the moments. Be... Yes, and. Yes, so and. There is a lot that goes on. Point B. That, what was that? I love what he does. If y'all aren't watching on YouTube, you are missing out. Like, I, I want you to watch how and listen, however it's convenient, but this, this friend of mine and the, the facial expression, like you can't schedule every minute. And if you do, you miss the spontaneity 
that is what makes Disney parks magical. Uh, so if, if you schedule every minute, you might check off a whole bunch of things and come home and be like, here was our to-do list. And we checked off everything on our to-do list and our $6,000 was well spent because we achieved all these objectives. I think you kind of missed the point. You missed no. the, the storytelling and the escape of it that actually makes it a vacation and not a chore that is just one more thing that you wrote in your planner. Right. And I feel like I talk to my therapist all the time about this idea of control and the idea of, again, we talked about, we touched on this last week of getting something and feeling like that will satisfy us. And I hate to break it to you, but no matter how many rides you do, it will not satisfy you. No. And, and it, it's just at the end of the day, it's just a ride. So I brought a long list, Liam. It's I so did long. too. Where do you, so these are things that are not really maybe in parks, but things that are around property, things that may involve Disney, uh, that bring us a personal sense of, of joy and places where we have found the in-between of, of magic. Jen, start us off. Where are, you, where are you beginning us? Where are you starting the journey? All right. So if I have shown up and I have no reservations, um, one of the places that I'm going to head is to Fort wilderness, which mm -hmm. is easily accessible. You can actually get there a myriad of different ways. Um, if you are um, staying on Disney property, it's super simple. Just take resort transportation to any of the parks and then hop on a bus to Fort Wilderness. If you're already at Magic Kingdom, you could take the boat over there. there you could always take a Lyft or an Uber and have them drop you off. Um, the only thing that's a little tricky with transportation there is they'll drop you off like on the outskirts and then you have to take an internal bus to get yeah. to like where the stuff is. But even that, I mean, that's no big deal, right? Because just coming into Fort Wilderness itself and you see where like the RV check-in is, and this is OG Walt Disney World because didn't Fort Wilderness open with the park? Yeah, I think it was maybe just the campsites to begin with. I don't think the cabins were a thing, but definitely the campsite was definitely a thing. So you can go there, you can go to Pioneer Hall, and at Pioneer Hall, we now have... Hoop-de-doo. Do you know, fun fact, do you know that they got sued? That's why the original Hoop-de-doo song no longer exists, because it was actually a Perry Como song, and, and it was plagiarized. And so that was why the hoop de doo song shifted to, so remember the old one, hoop-de-doo, It's not that song. It's another song performed by another artist. And so then they changed it. But anyway, wow, the more you know. um, on my list was something that I hope to do with one Liam Joshua Munn, which is visiting the horses at Tri-Circle D Ranch. Now, Liam, have you ever visited the horses? I have not. I love that you're born and bred Disney, almost, except for those five years you spent in Wales. <laughs> those five years where you're an illegal alien. Five years before I made my way to Walt Disney World. Um, and that you have never visited the horses because my kids used to love doing this when they were young. Uh, you can actually get pretty, it almost feels like something that shouldn't be allowed because you can get right. pretty up close and personal. Like you're the whole time. Now this was the old stables. I don't think they've changed it that much as far as how accessible, but you can 
come right up to the stalls. I mean, and they are right there and they've got the big Clydesdales are there. The, um, if you time it right, a lot of times the miniature horses that they use to pull Cinderella's uh, coach for the wedding stuff are there. They're tiny and precious and adorable. And it's just so like wholesome and quaint and quiet. So for those of you who have like sensory overload issues, I love this. If you're ever at Magic Kingdom and you are like me and you get overloaded, get on a boat and go visit the horses and it will mm. reset like your whole, the whole Energy. thing. Yeah. 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 And like you said, I feel like it's perfect for like everyone in the family, like perfect for little babies, perfect for like the beans, just like seeing animals, you know, you know, of course, I'm talking about uh, the petting zoo over at Animal Queen, which you do need a reservation for, but there is something so special about those experiences because it is literally different every single time you go. Whether it's the animals are different, whether they're, the animals' energies are different, you're coming in and you're like kind of welcoming an experience that is not planned, that like so many different things can happen and it's so much joy. And I love that area. I love going, uh, going to Trails End in the morning. I think it's a delicious breakfast. It's relatively cheap. It's not that bad. Like it's, yeah, it's a great time. Yeah, the buffet food there. And honestly, um, little pro tip, which I don't know that they still do, but um, a couple of times I've done this, they used to let you order the bread pudding from, like if you walked up to the hostess stand, they would sell you the bread pudding a la carte that was in the buffet. And I have a video from, I don't know, maybe four years ago now where I did that. And I sat on in the rocking chair at, uh, Davy Crockett's tavern with my paper to go box filled with bread pudding. And it was like a bacchanalia of sugar and fat and, and Disney music. And, and I, I was, it's one of those moments that I record. I was completely alone as like one of my happiest Disney moments. It was delightful. Um, my next happy moment, which is Jen's worst nightmare is mini golf. I love Disney mini golf. It's, it's my favorite thing ever. I love it. We have summer winterland courses over next to Blizzard Beach. And we also have Fantasia golf. We have the green one, which is like the boring, like 65 year old man, straight man version of golf. And then you've got the Fantasia gardens is what it's called. I'm and sorry, it's, can you clarify what, where did the 65 year old gay men go for golf? Um, they go to Epcot. Uh, I don't know. They go to Yacht and Beach. Uh, the Fantasia uh, Gardens, which is like essentially little things from the Fantasia movie, but it's mini golf. Uh, everybody hates it. My favorite things across property that are like, don't require a reservation, all of my friends hate. Like they do not well, like going a, with a, me. That's a huge pro tip. If you want, if you want to be able to get in, go to the things that everyone else hates. <laughs> it's a great pro tip. And everyone's like, Liam, it's so hot. Why do you want to go to this? And I'm like, but it's a poem, a haiku poem into a mini golf putt putt. Like it's so much fun. And yeah. then, I'm sorry, but kids do love it. Like children love doing a mini golf sesh. So interesting that you should bring that up because one of the hotels that frequently has availability that is one of my favorites or a group of hotels when all the other Disney properties are sold out is Swan and Dolphin or Swan Reserve. And sure. as you are well aware, you can walk to the mini golf from any of those resorts, it's the street. literally right across the street. So, it, and if you're at Swan Reserve, it's like adjacent to the property. It's not that I dislike mini golf. It's just that I think it's a horrible idea. 
not that I think it's a dumb idea. I just think you're a flaming idiot for going to mini golf. Having I, said that, if you invited me to go mini golfing, she'd do it. I would go and I would have a good attitude about it because I would be with you and I would bring a flask. <laughs> um, but it's a great little thing for, you know, a lot of people spend, you know, that what they call a resort day or like a pool day or whatever. And I feel like that's a great start to the day or end of the day activity because don't go at 2 p.m. when it's blazing hot. Go at the beginning of the day. No one's ever there. Same thing at the end of the day, six o'clock, not too into dinner time. And it's a fun little, I don't know, time to have some fun. One thing that I love to do, I dislike Disney Springs in general. Um, I find it incredibly crowded, loud, very, um, it, it gets super rowdy, especially on the weekends. Not rowdy like Vegas rowdy, but it just gets, it can, you know, different it, can vibe. Have, it can have its moments. However, I do love me a good Disney Springs morning right when they open, which depending on the season is either 9 a.m. I think it's typically 10 a.m. Um, check your local listings. But there's not like a lot of the restaurants and things aren't open yet, but the stores are all open. The music is all playing and it's actually pleasant. Like yeah. you can wander, you can actually appreciate, especially since they redid Disney Springs, all of the water features and all of that. Um, you could, you could, if you brought your car, you could park your car at Disney Springs or take resort transportation. And then you could spend like a little morning at Disney Springs. And then you could get on the boat, take a little boat down the Saskaluga river, right. And go where it goes to old Key West. Why are you Saskaluga river. Oh, good old Saskaluga. Way down upon the Saskaluga. If you're like a French quarter diehard and you oh, are I committed do love to Sask French quarter. I just yeah, went to get saying. beignets last week. It's incredible. Okay. See, so I went down guessed. the Saskaluga River. I did. I did it. <laughs> like he went in an inner tube, which is frowned upon. This is weird. I said, this isn't river country? And I'm like, like I thought we could go tubing. I thought we could go tubing down the Saskaluga. Nope. Can't Jet go ski? tubing. <gasps> if that isn't the name of a country western song, can't go tubing down the Saskaluga. Can't go tubing down the Saskaluga. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so we're tubing down the Saskaluga. What are, what are yes. we doing, Jen? It you looks... can go, you have a couple of options because okay. you can take the boat to French Quarter and you can get yourself some beignets, walk around. French Quarter is lovely to walk around. And there's even a beautiful shaded walking trail between French Quarter and Riverside that you can traverse if one cares to. <gasps> Speaking of traverse, did I ever tell you that we bought our Chevy Traverse because of the exit to Test Track? Swear. Is that true? It's, it is as God is my you witness. You sat in that car at the yes. end of Test Track TM um, Chevrolet. Yeah, and, and went home and bought it. We, we sat in the Traverse. All five of us were there. Our Suburban was on his last legs and I didn't want as big of a car. This was back in the day. Like this was a minute ago, like the first year that Traverses came out. I'm like, everybody in, because we're busy, right? Scott's working full-time. I'm working full-time. We knew we were in the market for a car. What better way to shop for a car than at the exit of the test track? So we're talking to the guy, everybody gets in. We even had like a referral to our local dealership from whoever was working the test track. Exit. You probably got a penny from it. I probably, um, everybody fit. I was like, okay, done. Went home, bought a Traverse. <laughs> if that isn't a magical moment, I don't, I don't know, know what it is. is. So whatever I say the word traverse. Thanks, Cheryl, uh, Cheryl over at Test Track by Chevrolet for selling yes. me a traverse. Yes. What are you talking about? 
It's, you were talking about going down the Saskatoon, way down upon the Saskatoon. I'm going to take that from Jen. I'm taking the mic back from Jen. <laughs> I One of mine on my list is also Disney Springs, another place everybody hates to go that I love to go. I love me a Blaze pizza. I love me a Grenachery. The chocolates, I talked about it last week. I'll talk about it this week. I love the ganachery. Raspberry, favorite flavor. They yeah. also do s'mores in the summer. The Mickey Mouse, like kind of like famous Instagram s'more and it's very good. It's incredibly well, good. It's also the which, spot where I go on dates the most. I know that's weird, but it's in public. I feel like I don't, I'm not on, not safe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, well. Jen, that's know. why we go on dates there. It's because I feel a little feel uncomfortable safe. with you. Uh, yes we can hang out but I want to be where there's people around I feel like you touched on something that I really love to do whenever you want you know because sometimes when I'm feeling anxious when I'm feeling um I need to ground myself running is something that I do uh somewhat consistently to kind of as a as a mode to really help me get back into my to my breath and I feel like running the trails, especially around studios, which I think you're the one who introduced me to that because I think we were at Boardwalk, which is just one of my favorite places. I will have an entire roast on Boardwalk and how there is a huge disservice not having a parking lot and parking garage for Boardwalk, but beside the point. But Jen and I were at Boardwalk at some point together and she was like, we can walk to studios. And I was like, what? And I said, yeah, you can walk there, Liam. And I'm like, never, you never wait. knew. I guess I didn't understand that you did not know you could walk there because honestly, that walkway is delightful and shaded. So even when it's really hot, it's not terrible. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful even when it's hot. Like it's a good yeah. time. I would say, because you know, I promote solo travel a lot. That is the only place on Disney property where I have ever been late at night where I have been completely alone and felt a little oogie for a second and a half. Oh, really? And only because you've got some parking areas that are a little more publicly accessible around that That's area. True. Although they have been clamping down on it a lot. It was, of course, everything was fine, but you know how right. when you're out somewhere and all of a sudden you're like, there are no people here. Like this is, this feels a little too isolated for me. Right. And I kind of sped up a little bit and got to, you know, it, it's not like it's a long stretch of that, but there is a minute of it. So if it's not like right at park close and it's really late at night, right at park close is fine because everybody yeah, is there. walking back. Um, I think I told you about the time I did that run one morning and I had my magic band on me and I had an annual pass. This was before the reservations, ironically, and I was completely drenched in sweat and there was hardly anybody going in because it was like 30 minutes before roped up, but they had just opened the gates and I went in and rode um, Slinky Dog really fast and then left. And I was like completely soaking wet. And I was like, I bet that was fun for whoever sat next to me on Slinky Dog. But you know. Here it is, you know me, I'm like at Breeder and you like pass me like single rider and you're like, yeah. And I'm like, that woman, something, something's up with that woman. She's, a, so she's, she's very wet. You're, you're on your, you're on your radio. Hey, uh, can I, can I get a security backup? I got a weird situation. Could I get, could I have security? And could I also get a rag? Yes, a rag. Maybe some deodorant, if anybody. Some, maybe some Windex. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to tell that story. No, okay, if you're gonna tell that story, you have to do a trigger warning for anyone that can't hear a okay, trigger story. warning for people who do not like bodily fluids. Okay, if you can't handle a good throw up story, do not listen. Do not to listen. Just skip like a good say. minute and a half. Just click that thirty seconds. I wouldn't judge yet. I wouldn't judge you. Please watch us on YouTube because I will do a physical representation of what happened. 
I was at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Universal TM, and I was on Forbidden Journey, which is a ride that makes Jen, Jen's not involved in the story, but it does, it, it is a motion sickness nightmare. It is, it's really cool, but really wild. Yes. And anyways, they do kind of an omni mover um, loading at uh, Forbidden Journey. So the, it's a conveyor belt, right? And you sit down or whatever. So me and my friend Fabi, we're like the second family about to get on to this ride and it stops for like, you know, two minutes. And we're like, that's funky, that's weird. And um, a guy comes out uh, with a, a Windex and a rag, not even a rag. I think it was a paper towel. And he goes, And I'm like, and he goes, thumbs up, we're ready to go. And she's like, are you, are you sure? And she's like, we're fine, we're good. And so I'm like, cool. So we get into the vehicle, last scene of the ride, there is a screen covered in vomit. And if you've been on the ride- Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I have to say this part because well, you have to do the visual because when you oh, do the visual with yeah. me, I was dying. If you yeah, haven't yeah, yeah. written Forbidden Journey, it may not make as much sense, but the screens are literally inches away from your, from face, your face when you're so on this ride. So essentially, Jen, right now, think of like the camera as the screen and I am riding the vehicle. And so covered in vomit, right? And it goes, ah, ah, ah. and you're just like, being thrust around on a broom essentially is the idea, but you're being Muppet Vision 3D'd by this vomit standing <laughs> Sorry, on the was, screen. I gotta cover my mic. That was one of those really loud laughs. I'm gonna get in trouble. And uh, magical moments don't only exist at Disney, folks. True. They could it was be a fully, anywhere. It was a fully immersive experience. It was sort of like the, um, you know, it's it's very similar to the orange grove smell on soaring over California. <laughs> Did you just equate vomit and the orange smell of soaring? Not that, no, the, the smells aren't on the same plane, but the immersion. <laughs> <laughs> and, and do you feel safe here yet? Do you? <laughs> Do you hear it unlimited safest time? Safest place magic? on the interwebs, right here. Oh, okay, I love that. Safest yeah, place on the internet. Safe place on the interwebs. Okay, we're I done with that. that now. We don't need to talk. Okay, it's my we turn. Don't. It's, it's oh my, my turn. god, you're still talking. Okay, it's my turn. <laughs> it's, your turn. it's my turn. It's your turn. Um, yeah. okay. Um, I've got one of my favorite things. Okay. Which is to do a monorail resort shopping slash eating slash if you're into this pub crawl. Yeah. Um, again, completely accessible to the public. You do not have to even be staying on property to make this happen for you. It is, you know, that's an interesting question that I don't know that I know the answer to. Do they let you park at the TTC now if you don't have a parks reservation? Uh, no, you're allowed to, technically you should park there if you're going to a resort. So no, yeah, no, you don't so they, they still let you park. Cause I was, I mean, you have to pay to park obviously, but I was yeah. making sure they weren't like saying. And I'd no, recommend just doing like, because breakfast, I believe, is the cheapest meal of the day when it comes to buffets. Yeah. Honestly, I would recommend just getting an 11 a.m. reservation somewhere and parking at Polly, parking at Contempt, somewhere else. And or you know what? 
Steakhouse 71 breakfast is not that expensive and it is so good. Where Have is you that? eaten at Steakhouse 71 yet? It's where the wave used to be at the Contemporary. Yeah. No, I haven't eaten there um, yet. So there's multiple ways, all that to say, that you could easily get to the Montreal resorts. And I think, especially if now, if you really want to get adventurous, you can do Fort Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge with boat access. But if you look at just Grand Floridian, Polynesian, Contemporary, You've got so much like great dining, fantastic shopping. The boutique at the Polynesian, by the way, that is my favorite resort. Boutique. Let's go to the boutique. And that is the name of it. I don't know why you think it's funny, Liam. I'm sharing with you my favorite. I'm sharing my truth. (laughs) The boutique. You're mocking my favorite store in all of Walt Disney World. The boutique. That is the dumbest name. Oh, it's so good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Coming from a man who likes to do mini golf, I don't think we should be sitting on our high horse. Jesus, take the wheel. Brains don't fail me wheel. now. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So monorail is what I was talking about. Excuse me. I was talking about the monorail and all of the great places to eat and drink and shop. You've got Basin White over at Grand Floridian in, in addition to Boutique, thank you. And Grand Floridian just by itself, Basin. don't make that face. Don't make that face. What is wrong with Basin? I love Basin. The lavender scrub is great. It, it's amazing. You got to fill yourself up with some bath bombs, but don't talk about it when you're getting on the airplane. <laughs> so yeah, you've got the, you can go get yourself a French rose over at Enchanted Rose. Is that what it's called? The bar now that's at yes. um, Grand The pretty Floridian. one at the back. Yeah, they have amazing... Um, beautiful drinks. It's just gorgeous. Go early, like before they get busy and you won't have any trouble getting a table and the live music is back. And I don't know, it's just all the best. Right. And that's a great point. It's just like live entertainment at resorts, just casual piano stuff, like musicians. It's always just super lovely. The ambiance is really great. I, I love watching families come in and out who I can tell mom has had a stressful day and she literally can't be mad when she's around that energy, around that aura. It calms everybody down. It calms the kids down. Worst comes to worst. Like I was introduced to music and theater through Disney theme parks, live entertainment. Same. Same. So like, yeah. So it's just watching kids watch musicians. It's the best. It's absolutely the yep. best because you don't know what's actually happening in their like chapters of their lives. So it's really cool to think, oh, maybe this is the start of something really cool for them. Um, and that's this always a really- could be the start of something new. It feels so right to be here with you. Whoa. At the top of Theater of the Stars, I uh, there's a railing, and I always go to the railing and I go, This is not what I want. Dun, dun, dun. This is not what I planned. And I just gotta say, I do not understand. understand. It's so, something's um, really, oh my God, what a banger. What an scene, absolute banger. If ah. you do not know what we are referencing, I kind of question how you found our podcast, but yeah. we are referencing High School, High School Musical. Musical. This would be the big scene. No, no, no. Stick to what you know. Status number. quo. Yeah. Um, and that is Sharpay on the railing, losing her mind, which have you ever listened me. to any- of like the fan uh, sites talk about how Sharpay is actually the hero. And she's like actually the one who is put upon in that show because she's really just a decent person who has worked all these years to get the lead in musical theater. And this math person from nowhere comes along and takes the roles away from her. She's the victim. She's the victim. And I literally see myself in her in every single way. 
Uh, speaking of seeing myself in everything that I do, uh, the Riviera. Res- <laughs> <laughs> it's called a segue. Um, I our last look it little, up. Look it, look it up. Um, one of my favorite things to do is, I think you and I both agree, is going to the Riviera, and I love getting a pastry from the cafe, and I love playing a good round of bocce. Yes, I'm aware. That's why you text me every three and a half minutes. Hi, when is your last trip to, or when is your next trip to Riviera scheduled? May I yep. join you? When, were you going to get a two bedroom? I'm sorry. What was the plan what? there with the Riviera? Am I, am I sleeping in your and I'm closet like, Liam, this time? I'm at the dentist. Would you just like not? I'm taking care of elderly Riviera? dogs. And I'm like, well, I'm also <laughs> an elderly dog and I would also need attention. Can I, I tell them though, what happened to you? What happened to you last time you tried to come visit me at the Riviera? Oh, they didn't let me in. Yeah. Yeah, like, they were straight up like, you need to go park at Disney Springs. And I literally was like, okay, I totally hear what you're saying, but you're wrong. Well, um, and here's the thing. You've always been able to just give the person's name. Right. But at Riviera, they want the name and the, the room, room number. number. I love, like, especially as a content creator and, and people will see on Instagram that I'm down. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. not the worst thing for me from a security perspective, but that's the first time. Cause I oftentimes have people that I know that are locals that will come and visit me at various resorts. That is the first time that has ever, ever happened. Right. That they also wanted a room number. Very which interesting. I mean, which, although, I mean, it did create kind of an extra barrier, but it's like, I don't really mind. We weren't in a rush. So I was like, yeah. I was like, my, but my favorite is Jen took like maybe three minutes to respond. And I'm just sitting with, the, with Ray, the security guard at Riviera. And you were like, have you just been sitting here? Oh yeah, my room number, send. It's this, isn't it? And I'm like, and, and, and Liam's like, so Ray, do you like mini golf? Oh, I didn't even do my check-in moment. Wait, hold. Okay, I went to Animal Kingdom. I did an animation class, Jen. I'm terrible at drawing. I'm so bad at drawing. The two girls that were with me, incredible at drawing. We drew Simba. Oh, uh, are we ready for my a live response to, of my drawing? Oh Lord! Yes, Old ice. So just to be clear, if for some reason you don't know, at Animal Kingdom you can go to Rafiki's Planet Watch and you can participate in the animation class, like what they used to do at Hollywood Studios in the animation area. Which I talked to my friend Mike there. And everybody who does those animation classes have been doing it since it was an actual animation studio. Amazing. Amazing. And now back to me being an animator. Got it. (laughs) That's funny. I did not know Simba could look awkward. You made him look, he's like, sorry, my bad. (laughs) I take full offense to everything you're saying. Uh, I want everybody live on YouTube to comment if you would buy this. Oh, that's great. If you would buy this, go to our tip jar. We'll mail you. And I'll awkward. mail you this with a personal <laughs> hashtag, letter from Jen and I. Hashtag awkward Simba. <laughs> Y'all, and I want, I later that night, check out my blog on YouTube, not because I want personal promo, because I want to personalize, I want to every greeter at Magic Kingdom, Jen. And I said, I am a, <laughs> Jen, so you're the greeter. And I went, hi, hi there. Um, I drew a really bad photo of Simba. Would you like to see it? And every greeter went, sure. Like who is this mentally ill person asking if they, if I want to see them, their drawing of Simba. And I 
My friends are behind me, by the way. I, I don't have a camera out. Okay. I'm not doing this for a TikTok, which was a good idea. I'm not on TikTok, but that was a good idea. Okay. I'm going to say this, that I did not talk to Lena about this in advance. There's no way I could have known this, but we're going to do a little challenge right now. Whoever does the biggest tip jar tip from, from this episode, and we'll have to know that you knew what you were doing, then this was for hashtag awkward Simba. I will make a donation to the human rights campaign in the same amount of that tip jar. I am telling you right now, this is happening because awkward Simba has created something in me that has made me want to have a spirit of gratitude and generosity. So first off, when I started this creation, it looked, it looked like a Coraline puppet. Like, you know, the <laughs> film Coraline, look at its eyes. It screams, save me, I have trauma. And if nothing screams mental health and Disney, it's this. Yes, I'm and magic. what I'm going to and what I'm gonna do is so how we're gonna do this, I've decided I will post a photo on Instagram of me with this drawing. And oh, I would you name it. What is it called? Hashtag awkward Simba. Hashtag awkward Simba. And uh please put it in the tip jar uh, and comment on the Instagram post and I will maybe I'll try to add a, a message thing like you can add a message on the tip jar too and be like this is for awkward Simba um, and I will mail you this with a personalized letter from Jen and I I've decided yep. so done y'all done and um, done who who says we can't do good on our hour on the absolutely internet? absolutely um <laughs> this is really it's got like, Jen it's like it's like I don't even I'm trying to figure out what his backstory is like who hurt you Simba <laughs> honestly though Jen if you look at it from far away it's not that bad and like again it's the girls not that it's a no, bad the girls no the girls drew like a perfectly round no. sweet innocent Simba I drew Let one that watched his dad die I, that's what I'm Hey guys, it's me, Jen. Are you loving this episode of Unlimited Time Magic? I totally agree with you. It's great, but it could use just a little something. And you can provide that little bit of help that we need to make these podcasts the best that they can be. Just go ahead and head over to our tip jar. Remember, a little goes a long way in helping us produce better episodes for you. Links can be found down in the description or in our link tree on Instagram. See you on Main Street. Okay, so our last section of the show is the next time I see Jen is in person. In a week. And like, what is today? Today's Wednesday. Y'all will be listening to this on Saturday at 9 a.m. So by the way, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you didn't give us a review already, would you please do so? We would love that. I'm just going to bring that up as much really. as possible. Because I read them. Like we read it. them. It's really, really lovely. It, and it, even if you have something constructive, like you can totally say it. Like we don't really care. No, like, no, actually, no. I don't Jen's do like, that. I'd rather die than read constructive criticism on <laughs> podcast reviews. Which brings us to what we're going to be doing. I think we're both going to do videos on our separate YouTube channels. Uh, sure. I mean, Jen's definitely going to vlog uh, yes. of the trip because it's a work trip. She's an influencer. Yeah. You know, I'm taking a day off though. I've never done that. Um, oh, to just my... experience Disney? Uh, yeah, because I have a friend, Adam Hatton, who does that. When he goes down, now he's, he's from the UK, so his trips are usually quite a bit longer yeah. than mine, but this trip is seven days. He takes a day completely off. Like he doesn't vlog. He doesn't do like he just enjoys everything on its own merit without thinking of it through the lens of what Work. can I bring to my viewers and I was like 
that's like, not only is, am, am I excited? Cause I love bringing you guys things, but also I feel like in the four years that I've been vlogging every single trip, I have lost a little bit of just like the personal enjoyment Joy, piece of yeah. things. And just to not feel like I have to be like camera ready to just like go and do what I feel like going and doing. And, and maybe I'll talk about it the following day if something fun happened, but it won't be documented. It'll be like, something for you and keep like, yeah. again, what a, an amazing example of like keeping the magic alive for you. There's a reason you started yeah. this channel and there's right. could also be a reason you end it. Do you know what I mean? If you don't keep that. This podcast connection. might be the reason I end it. No, <laughs> I'm going to age you. That's the difference. Like you're going to like Jen episode one and episode nine, you're going to look like True. Jen, what are you most excited about this trip? Because we won't get into too much details about what we're going to do together, but we're definitely experiencing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy together because we're well, doing she has if the it's working. You know how I feel about new rides yeah. and challenges and opportunities. So in theory, we will be business. doing the DVC preview. Um, what am I most looking forward to? I am most looking forward to a very um, bougie stay that I don't want to talk about yet, but we'll probably talk about whenever we record after I get back from that trip. Um, and I talked about this on my own channel, but I didn't mean to do it, but I canceled a reservation by accident. And when I went back in, all that was left was this particular stay, which is way more DVC points than I want to spend, but it is what it is. Um, so I'm just going to enjoy it. Right. Cause it can't, can't do anything about it. So might right. as well enjoy it. I'm really looking forward to not having to evaluate Genie plus. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Cause I already did it. Right? right. I'm like, I, I evaluated it at Disneyland. I evaluated it at Walt Disney world. There's really nothing, um, that I there, let me put it this way. There is not one single ride that is on Genie plus that if I don't do it, I will be devastated. I have ridden right. all of the rides. So I love that this trip, cause the first trip back was all about, okay, what's it like after we were after shutdown, right? That was the focus. And then the next couple trips after that were all about, okay, now what is it like now that it's open and now with Genie Plus, this trip, I can finally not have any of that baggage. Right. <laughs> I'm going on a trip without baggage. Um, I can just like finally get back to, <laughs> I could like reset, right? <laughs> Sorry. If you're just listening, Liam is making funny bodily movements. It's making me laugh. I have a suitcase. Um, <laughs> suitcase and dream. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, this is the first like reset trip without any of that noise right. that I can do really what I got into doing this in the first place for, which is bringing you guys just like the feel and the experience and the food, but from a very non clinical point of view, just from a, I'm yeah. just a person here doing the thing. So, yeah. Well, I'm excited for you and I'm excited to see you. And it's going to be, it's going to be a joy. It's going to be a treat, a real, real treat. And so since you just started full-time, they're frowning upon you taking the week off just to hang out with me. I'm assuming that's, I just quit. <laughs> I just quit. I just said, Jen's in town. I'm out of here. It's been a real I'm on my way, Jen. What is that? Literally. Is that like, a, that was like a phone from Carousel of Progress. Like the guy. Hello, with... <laughs> Jen. They crank that. Hello. Let me crank operator. that joke again. Literally, if you took anything away from this episode, understand that in the, in the wiggle room, in the things that aren't planned, that space, I feel like that you can find literally so much, so much magic that it will inform your mental health, not only about your trip, but also in life. Like I am talking to my therapist on the weekly, just about how I have been literally programmed as a kid to get something and to literally without those things that you get without that control 
you won't find happiness. And it's so untrue. It's literally the opposite. Um, so I implore each and every one of you to go to Grand Floridian and just sit down and listen to some jazz music uh, as you relax and enjoy. A uh, hashtag awkward simmer. <laughs> a hashtag awkward simmer, which could be yours for any sort of price. Um, Y'all, your responses from the first week have been truly overwhelming, like so incredible. Uh, we put a question box on our, uh, pretty much every single Saturday. I will put a question box so you can be featured at uh, the end of every episode. And we have not one, but two questions this week because I thought it was a really, both questions, both involved Disney and our mental health. And I just thought it was a really great uh, question. So the first one is from Bex on Instagram. Her question is, my family struggles with extreme wait, sadness after- wait. I didn't do the jingle. How can you go into this oh if I didn't do the God. jingle? Five, six, seven, eight. Question of the week. Question of the week. We put it on Instagram and you ask us stuff. It's question of the week. Hashtag awkward Simba. Okay, go. Now you can ask. Awesome. Bex asks us on Instagram. My family struggles with extreme sadness after our yearly trips. How do you personally cope with that after trip depression? You first. I think I talked about it last week. I am always severely depressed after Disneyland because of like the pure bliss and it goes into like, like static. It goes into like nothing. Um, and I'm, this might not necessarily be the healthiest, but I'll be honest and I'll be truthful. I kind of just dive back into work. I truly, I know, okay, great. We need to go back to stability, back to my weekly happenings, whether that's editing, whether that is my job, you know, my day job. Uh, and sometimes I, I will literally just run every single day. And I even, you know, if you need, I know some people who kind of need to X out of all things Disney in order to be like, okay, hey, I can't be on my mind, but I'll even watch some of my favorite vloggers and stuff. I'll watch Jen's videos um, just to surround myself uh, with people that I, I know and I understand that like, again, what the point of this whole show, it's like the magic is everywhere. It's not only in the parks, even though it is your happy place. Um, how do you really know it's your happy place until you go to other places, do you know, and experience different, uh, different feelings and different emotions. So it's kind of like, I go back to a schedule, but I also kind of go into uh, vloggers too, just to give myself that extra Disney magic if I need it, you know? Yeah, I love that. I do similar things. Um, I think the cool thing about now, as opposed to years ago, um, when I wasn't at Disney parks three or four times a year, when it was a year or every other year type of a thing for us, when I really struggled with it, um, we didn't used to have access to all of the Disney parks music like we do now. So oh, there's so that. many great, like, I remember when my son found me a bootlegged copy of the music to Soarin' Over California before you could just like listen to it on Spotify 35,000 times a day, if you wanted, there was a time when this was true and it wasn't all that long ago, right? Like you could only get yeah. some of that music if you purchased the Walt Disney World Parks official CD. album. The albums were really hard to find. Like you couldn't just, they weren't on iTunes. They weren't on Spotify. You had they to kind of be shops. physical. Yeah, you had to physically go to the park. You couldn't even order them on Shop Disney. I know because I used to try. Um, so back in the day, it was a challenge, but we did have some, you know, we would watch stuff like we had the DVDs of the park planning. They used to come out with it. I think they the still do it. Yeah. Well, and they would have the, um, 
how to plan your Walt Disney World trip videos would come out every year and you could order them free from Samantha Walt Brown. Disney World. Yeah, they would come name? in the mail. And uh, well, she didn't do those, but she did I all the loved DVC those ones. as a kid. Like, I yeah, loved yeah. them. So now you can watch a lot of that stuff on the internet. But I think the biggest thing that I took to doing back then was I always either had our next trip booked mm. or at the very least I knew when it was going to happen and I would do that before we ever left home on the trip it helped me it helped the kids I can remember so many times being on like the last bus or the last monorail ride I think I even have some old VHS tape of it don't ask me for it number one because my kids are all very private and I'm never allowed to post stuff of them and number two y'all think those videos are going to be like quaint they're so shaky and the quality is so awful and that like was you, five years ago. But compared to what, yeah, that was my iPhone 6. But compared to what we see now is like a home movie, the quality is like, I can't even tell you. You can barely make out people's faces. But my sons in the video are like super bummed. Like everyone's got their Mickey ears on. They're like six, six, and nine. Everybody's disheveled. And then I start talking about our next trip. So having that kind of in my pocket and I wouldn't really give them any detail about it until like that moment. And then they would always ask, so when are we coming back? And I would always have a date. It could be three years in the future, but I would right. always have a date. And then we would start brainstorming. What did you not get to do this time that you want to make sure is on our must-do list for next time? And then I no, would I keep that list and it would give them some, some hope for the future. And they knew that we were, yes, we're eventually going to come back and yeah, that, that always helps me. And I also love what Liam said. I think I've talked a lot about, and we talked about this last week too, like make your at-home life something that if, if you dread it so much that it puts you into a deep depression, maybe use it as an opportunity to evaluate your day-to-day -day life. And Is, the fact are you deserve things, better. Yeah, you deserve like that's better. It. You I deserve better. You deserve much better. And I feel like you you are what you feed yourself. Do you know yes. what I mean? So, and sometimes it's, uh, trust me, I am the number one person who will sit in a rut, who will sit there and you're just sitting in crap. You're like, you deserve better. Would you ever watch, make your friend go through this thing? No. So like treat yourself like a friend. Like, um, and I feel like that's kind of uh, what just Jen just said. I was like, make a life that you're really proud of. And I understand my privilege, not only as like a white cisgendered man, but it's like, when you have the opportunity to make you and your friends' lives better, do it. Make yeah. every moment, because those are the moments that I think that at the end of the day, we're going to miss. And you have to be really careful. I mean, it's not like everybody can just go out and quit their job, and I am right. keenly aware of that. Right. But it's incremental, right? If, if you dream of doing something else, could you take an online class in that realm? Could you have one conversation at work about something about your job that is just untenable for you? Could right. you have one conversation with a loved one, a relationship that isn't going like, it, right. you can't be like, I hate my life. I'm only happy when I'm at Disney and then just feel overwhelmed with trying to mm. change your life. But if I would have one wish for everybody that's listening to this, if you're super, super, super depressed, when you get back, please sit down and evaluate the situation and figure out what is one incremental change you can make so that next time when you come home from vacation, you have less of that sense of dread and overwhelm. I think that right. could go a long way. Kelsey on Instagram asks, uh, how did you know it was time to see a therapist? Which I really love. I, oh, I know this answer right away. I had stopped crying. Like, oh my God, same, sorry. 
Are you kidding me right now? For real? No, I haven't. I, this, the last six months was the first, not even the last six months, the last three months is the first time I've cried in about six years, five years since my brother died. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want you to have to get into that whole story. No, but I mean, just, but I mean, you don't even need to know the details. Like anybody can identify with that. Anybody. Like I'm very open with my, with my brother's death, but yeah. I had no idea that you and I shared that exact but, same thing. But do you remember when it was Jen and I, and we won't go into the details because it goes into our own personal lives and nobody needs to know that. But I was like, I asked Jen uh, why she was here, why she, you know, she had come up on a trip and she gave me her answer. And I just cried immediately when I was talking with my dad, I was like just crying. And I was like, I haven't had an emotional response like this. And that proves to me in my soul and like God's plan, literally that like, you and I are in each other's lives for a purpose, but you shared your truth and I shared mine. I was like, that was the first time I had an emotional response to where I cried about something in a long time. Wow. Well, first of all, I'm honored. Um, I mean, you told me that already, but that's still just hearing you say it in person. Well, we're not really in person right? in, in Zoom land. Um, and you know, people think that depression looks like crying all the time and being mm-hmm. overly emotional. The truth is when people are in a lot of danger um, with their mental health is usually when they start to flatline. It's kind of like in, in couples therapy, which I used to be involved with a lot when I was in ministry. People who are fighting are far less in danger of a breakup than people that are just, there's nothing because that's when you've given up. That's when you're no longer fighting for your own mental health. You're no, and, and you really start, it's the absence of feeling anything. It's not people who haven't walked it. Think it's this like overwhelming. You're just sad. You don't even have it in you to feel sad. You're too tired to even do that. And Normally up until that point, I was a person who would cry at the drop of a hat. I would cry at commercials. I would cry at whatever. And it had been um, months, if not years since I had had an emotional response to something. And I, and then I started having some sleep disturbances. Um, Either I was tired all the time or I couldn't sleep at all. It was kind of this pendulum swing. And I always recommend talk to your medical doctor first, because sometimes a lot of these symptoms emotionally can be tied to something medically. So it's never a bad idea to go. And if you haven't had a physical in a while, just to rule out any other cause, maybe your thyroid, maybe, you know, all the other things. Um, but, but yeah, those were my huge red flags. And I told Scott, I really feel like I need to go in and talk to somebody and that kind of once I got past the stigma of it and I got comfortable going, I have not, and we've moved several times since then, I have not been without a therapist in since then. And that's been over 15 years ago. Right. So that's beautiful. And I also feel like the minute that you accept that we all each individually carry some weight and carry some trauma and understand it is not your only burden to just unpack this backpack by yourself. You'll always have that backpack, whether it's light, whether it's heavy. And I feel like my moment was a bit like that. I flatlined for a while. I lived in a lot of anxiety that had followed me pretty much my entire life. And I use the glasses analogy. As a kid, you don't really think you need glasses until you're like, wait, I can't see that. And that was my moment of, oh, I can live without this. I'll be very open about what I'm going through. I, I'm being medicated for the first time for anxiety. And 
Jen, for the first time ever, I don't feel like I have a weight in my stomach. And I went, oh, this was out of my hands. Sometimes it is truly just the way God made you. God bless America. And then sometimes it is the things you were given as a kid that you had no choice. And everybody in my family tried their best. That's the beautiful thing about this experience is that my family, my, my parents have realized that they deserved better. And that experience of human empathy makes us better people and makes the process of healing so much easier. And don't you think too, like the whole concept of, I love the phrase, you can't heal from what you don't acknowledge. So the purpose of therapy, especially when we bring up past trauma is not to blame. It isn't to be like, now I'm all mad at my parents or in my case, I was a victim of assault and I had not dealt with any of that. Like it isn't to blame the purpose is to acknowledge that this thing that you never, nobody talked about and nobody acknowledged it. And so you can't even start the work of healing until you acknowledge what happened. So again, whenever, um, Kelsey happens to be her name, whenever Kelsey comes on our therapist, um, that's going to give us a little bit of guidance, what, what Liam and I hope to do is to kind of normalize that because we both feel like people like the idea in theory, but it's kind of like, well, I also like Thai food, but I've never had Thai food. I don't know what to order. And am I going to order something weird? Am I not going to like it? And you kind of need someone who's really experienced at ordering Thai food to go with you and say, you're really going to like pad Thai and we're going to order it mild spice and it's going to be great. And then you feel confident. Like that's what we hope to do. Don't ask me why I just made a Thai food analogy about therapy, but there you go. No. Yeah. It's good guys. We are so we've, we are literally when we are planning these next few episodes. We're really, really pumped and excited because again, so many of you have have reached out and brought beautiful messages of like hope and of this. I mean, there's been two or three people, again, we are no medical professionals. and we understand the privilege that we have when it comes to the fact <laughs> we can consumers. afford it. We're mental, we're mental health professional Consum- consumers. Disney and consumers, hundred <laughs> um, percent. But a few people have reached out and be like, I took this as my sign that I, deserve better and that's what you deserve pal you deserve better and we want better for you so um we cannot wait for the next few episodes the therapist episode i cannot wait there's also a few other fun uh more lighthearted <laughs> disneyer things but y'all what a beautiful little episode we just made uh i want to take a quick moment of thank yous to people who tipped in our tip jar. Uh, If you're wondering where all that money goes, it goes into editing, it goes into better equipment, it goes into more frequent episodes. Um, I know a lot of you have reached out about maybe making a Patreon, but we're going to wait a few weeks and we don't worry, there will be an announcement on our Instagram page at at Unlimited Time Magic when we do decide to do that. But for now, the tip jar is a great way to help us out and it makes us feel incredible and it gives us just the opportunity to really work on this show for y'all. So I want to say a few thank yous. There we have Thank you to our friend Gretchen, Kelly, Christine, Sarah, Susan, Maureen, Donna, Lisa, Stephen, Karen, Alicia, I believe it's Alicia, uh, Melinda, and Jennifer. Y'all, your help has, is just, it's not, we, we acknowledge all of it. Thank you very, 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 very much. Um, and Jen, this is episode two is in the bag. Yep, we'll never have another episode two. I need to leave. I have to go to uh, the boutique <laughs> Go get you some macadamia nut chocolates. Get nut. it. Have a good week, y'all. See you later, pal. Aloha. Aloha.
We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Unlimited Time Magic with Jen and Liam. Don't be afraid to follow us on Instagram at, at Unlimited Time Magic, where you can find links to our YouTube channel where we upload every episode where you can see our faces. And also to our tip jar, any bit of money helps to produce better episodes for you guys. So we'll see you next week and we'll see you on Main Street. Bye.